Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You are listening to the E2C Network, where the Auburn family speaks. Where you go, Auburn fans? Welcome to No Huddle, your source for Auburn football news and discussion. Part of the E2C Network. I'm AJ Richardson, and I'm also here with my buddy, my pal, Jared Davis. It is time to talk about the Ole Miss, Rebel, Black Bear, Landshark, Thingamabobs, whatever you want to call them. <laughs> hey, it's old, it's Halloween weekend. You can dress up however you want. I guess Ole Miss fans are going to dress up maybe as a Landshark, maybe as a... You know, Black Bear, I don't know. What do you think about their costumes and their different ways of, you know, changing up their mascot? It's it's just weird to me. Yeah, I don't even I still don't even know what they settled on. Are they the land sharks or is that kind of like what they call the themselves? Land, it's official, but I still feel like it's it's weird. Like, yeah. It's kind of it's kinda of interesting. I'm hoping that I will say this, I hope uh, I'm hoping that uh, Brian Harson dresses up as a uh, winning football coach at the end of Ooh, it. Ooh so, I like it. Yeah, that's 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 my hope for Halloween. Um <laughs> But yeah, I don't I don't know. And they uh, I will say this, uh I do like the Ole Miss baby blue uniforms. I don't know mm. what I don't know if they wear those on the road, but um I do like those. So but anywho, that's about all I like about them. Yeah, I was about to say I don't I don't like a whole lot about them, but yeah, yeah. that that's all mess for you. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, they uh, I don't know. They got, they got a little arrogance about them, quarterback and coach. So hopefully we'll be able to curtail that a little bit. Um, but we'll we'll get into talking about that. Yeah, I think he learned his lesson after uh, you know the popcorn comment. I don't I don't think he's going to drop any more of those kind of things in his pregame press conference. It's just not going to happen. I don't think so. <laughs> no. And, and he is a, he, he's grown up a little bit. I mean, the old, old lane would have not learned from that. So he's learned, he's learned some things for sure, but he's definitely got a little arrogance about him still. Um, and, uh, so yeah, let's, uh, let, let's hope, uh, hope, hope we can, uh, stop that basically. Yeah. Yeah, and and we gotta you gotta know Lane Kiffin is thinking up of some fun plays to, to throw against Auburn because I mean it's a number ten versus number eighteen and they're coming to our house. It's a night game. It's gonna be lots of people watching this game. I you gotta think he's got some some plays he's ready to pull out of his his bag of tricks um, just to show against Auburn. I mean I I just gotta think so. Um, but I mean, he can just honestly rely a lot on what Matt Corral can do at the quarterback position. I mean, he's almost got Matt Corral's almost got 2000 yards passing already in the season, 15 touchdown passes, one interception and almost 500 yards rushing. Like he is an offensive machine. Uh, what, what's kind of your thoughts on Matt Corral and you know, where even he kind of stacks up against other quarterbacks in the sec. 
Yeah, I mean, I really had to rely on other people's opinions, and people are pretty high on him. I, Because I, uh, I've only seen him – I saw him play a good bit against Tennessee two weeks ago. Honestly, from a passer standpoint, nothing blew me away. But um, he ran the ball. He ran it 30 times, and he kept drives alive. Um, now, he got banged up in that game. I don't know if that's going to be a continued – you know, he's not a Cam Newton-sized type guy or K.J. Jefferson. So, I don't know if he can continue that. But – you know he's a gamer. Um, he kept the he kept the game alive. He's he's probably a little bit, at, at well, you know, three weeks ago he he's probably a little bit more accurate version of Bo Nix, very athletic. Hmm. Um, I don't know that he's more accurate now. I don't know. You know the the Bo we've had the last three weeks. We'll see if that continues. But um, yeah, he he's dangerous, um, and I think he's he's a humongous part of their team. So yeah, um, they'll go the way he goes. Yeah, and and that's. That's kind of, kind of my thinking, though. Even last week, I, I mean, Macarell didn't necessarily carry his team. He ended up just handing the ball off a lot, and you know what? That worked for him last week. But I, I also think if Macarell has a really good day, I mean, like you said, his team kind of rides with his wave of you know if he's doing well or not, and if somehow we can you know knock him off. Uh, I mean, the most most recent one that I was thinking of was KJ Jefferson um, at Arkansas, and he he's a mobile quarterback, and we were able to mostly keep him in check. And you got to do that against a mobile quarterback. Um, you know, mostly keep him in check and make them beat you with the arm. And uh, I'm I have a gut feeling we're probably going to have a similar approach to Ole Miss as what we did with Arkansas. Uh, you know you know keep them contained but also you know just if you want to beat us on the pass let them but don't let any big plays happen um so i think that's where i don't know if i, if I was a defense trying to scheme against them i'd say we'll give you the five yard dump off route or even a 10 yard pass every once in a while as long as you don't get the big 50 yard gains i think we we're willing to do that uh, and, and Ole Miss also has three really good re- receivers. Um, so I mean, you're, you're they have lots of options. Um, so you got to kind of keep your eye out for multiple guys. We can't just tee off usually on that one guy, that one receiver, uh, where they're going to have multiple out there that can and will gash you. Um, Auburn does open up as a one point favorite over Ole Miss. Does that seem about right? With Auburn being at home, even though we're 18th ranked and uh, Ole Miss is 10th, does it seem about right to you? Yeah, I guess. I mean, I think it actually officially opened as a pick'em game, and the money pushed it to one point Auburn. Um, you know, they basically give three points to the home team, so I guess all in all, they're still saying Ole Miss might be a little better, but um, I don't know that they are. I mean, I think you know, if you if you look at it, the the two biggest wins, and you can correct me if I'm wrong. I think we each have the the same team as our two biggest wins, Arkansas and LSU. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, you know, at the end of the day, Ole Miss is a very dangerous team. But you know, Ole Miss runs into the same problem that we run into with Georgia and Alabama, and the fact that they are a very good team and they absolutely could come in here and win. But when you get fourth quarter depth and star players, you know, rankings, um, that's a team that we we overpower or overshadow them kind of like we're getting done with Georgia and Alabama to us. So I think depth in the end might prove to be the difference here. Um, but, yeah, their starters are, are, are just as dangerous. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've thought about their 
team a lot in the last couple of days, just because I I think talent wise, I'm not necessarily extremely scared of them because I feel like our cap- capability at quarterback, you know, when Bo Nix is on matches up with Matt Corral wide receivers. I mean, we've had kind of a mixed bag, but last week we had a lot of different receivers catch the ball, or I guess two weeks ago because of the bye week. And if we can get even, I mean, right now our receivers, it just depends on the week. So that may be kind of a difference. They seem to have, you know, three really good consistent receivers and we're kind of like, it just depends. It depends on the week and what we're able to do. Um, I did also want to talk about something else kind of Auburn related with this game. And these are some rumors going around about face mask. Did you hear about this, Jared? About the orange potential oh, face great. mask Have going already, on? Oh, okay. I thought you were saying they've already called a face mask on us. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, w- wouldn't surprise me with SEC refs. Uh, I have I have heard about the potential orange something. I don't know. Orange face mask. Yeah, I think that seems to be the, the most uh, uh, rumored piece of it. Um, so, yeah. I mean, there's, you know. Harson, uh, he probably keeps going in there saying, let's do an orange field. And then they're like, no, no way it's going to happen. And then he's like, you know, like a good negotiator said, okay, well, all right, well, what about orange face mask? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you really scare them, and then you come back to what you really want anyways. And then they're like, okay, we'll settle for that. So right. um, he's changing things up, man. I like it. I, I think, you know, that stuff um, is simple as face mask. It just kind of gets the players and fans excited when it first happens. But then the dust settles and you settle down and, and play football. But it, it will be it will add another element to excitement, um, which you know it's already going to be an exciting night game against a ranked team. Yeah, yeah. I, what is it? I mean, I think we've only had the orange face backs and Clint Richardson probably knows the exact number. I think once. It's it's a very minimal amount of times that we've actually had an orange face mask, and you know in recent history we really haven't done that. Um, so. I personally am fine with it because our main uniforms are still going to look awesome at home. It's just a matter of, you know, changing some little things up. Um, and I think that gets the players excited. I mean, fans, you know, like you said, I think it's the you know newness of it. And I don't think we're probably going to do it that often. I mean, I could be wrong, but my guess is this is probably the only time if we do it, you're going to see it. This game is an orange face mask in this game. I think we'd probably go back to our regular face mask after that. Um, let's talk about our players to watch and uh, discuss who from Auburn's team on offense, defense, and special teams will be watching for this game. Jerry, let's start with offense. Who are you going to be watching this game uh, for Auburn? Uh, probably Landon King. I, th- I think um, you know. I think he came in, and I think just his presence got all the other receivers to step up their game because. Um, I think I think he was I think he epitomizes what Harson's trying to tell them. If you play well in practice, you will play in the game. And yeah, I don't think Landon was on anybody's radar, including the coaches in the beginning, to to be playing in a game. But the way he practiced got him that position. And honestly, he played very well. He had the one drop, but it was a little high. Still should have called it. But other than that, I think he caught three other balls, and you know it kind of got everything going. That's contagious. So uh, I'm gonna keep an eye on him. See if he see if he keeps up that level of performance. Yeah, Landon uh, came kind of out of nowhere for a lot of people um, and, and then just showed out, and that's pretty cool. That's cool to see uh, somebody that honestly probably was like a third stringer and 
now he's getting in the rotation, which is a, a you know pretty cool thing just because of his hard work. Um, and I think that that's going to you know show other players practice hard, and you'll get your shot your shot to shine in, in front of the big lights um, in the stadium. Um, I'm going to be watching kind of just a running back attack. I mean, I I was thinking in this bye week that our run game needs almost a kind of a reset, and I'm hoping that this bye week kind of gives us that. Both, you know, I think with the run game, it it's the run blocking in front of them. Because I think if you put a good run blocking offensive line in front of Tank or Jarquez, they're probably running 100 yards a game. But we're struggling to get that push, open up the holes. Um, and that's we got to get that. Um, I think for the longevity of the season, we can't just rely on the pass uh, like we have in the past few games. Now, you know, Bo's stepped up to the plate. He's done his job. But we got to get that because if not, we're going to have some issues. Um, let's transition to defense here. Who on defense are you going to be watching for Auburn, Jared? <laughs> Uh, mostly I'm going to be watching to see if he puts on an orange face mask. And that is Mr. Owen Papo. Cause Ooh. I kind of get the impression that we, uh, he probably almost could have gone in Arkansas, but wasn't hundred percent. They said, let's try to get through that game. Give us a bye week. He'll be a, a definitely a hundred percent by Ole Miss. So that's the impression I kept getting. I'm hoping he's back. Cause if he's back, then I mean nothing against Chandler Wooten. He did a great job, but that to have him almost as a reserve is amazing because he could start obviously. So I think uh, Papo also is very versatile and athletic, and we're going to need to be covering some tight ends in this game. Mm-hmm. We're going to need somebody spying on Corral. So um, yeah, I mean to me, McLean is the better player, but Papo is a better second player to him. And I I think it just increases or improves our defense. Yeah. Uh, And I was actually going to say McLean because he did a really good job of containing a mobile quarterback like KJ Jefferson uh, at Arkansas. And that's something that McLean knows how, how to do. He knows how to stop the run and, you know, essentially kind of play contain on the quarterback and force him to stay inside of the passing ball like area where he's going to be passing the ball um, and not roll out so he can run. So uh, I'm going to be watching McLean for that, that kind of similar reason as having Owen Papo back. Um, so we'll be seeing what, if we end up seeing Owen, I mean, I, I put out a poll on our Twitter account and Owen Papo was you know, the quote unquote biggest winner of our bye week um, The others were our rush defense and just any other kind of banged up players. So by far, everybody was just really excited about <laughs> Owen Pepo. And I really hope we get him back um, for this last five games of the season. It'll be huge. Yeah. Um, let's also talk about uh, special teams here. Who on special teams are you going to be watching? Well, I don't want to steal your thunder, but I'm, I'm going Oscar Chapman because I think in any tight game like this and definitely you know the big deal with lane kiffin is he goes for it on fourth down a lot so um you know if you can get if you can pin him deep and make him be silly like go for it on a fourth down in his territory that he should not Mm. um or make them just drive more um and the more plays you have to design the bigger chance because corral last year threw a lot of interceptions 
he's corrected that this year, but is that because he's throwing less? Because it appears he is, or has he really corrected it? So if you can make them have to drive more, more chances for him to throw, more chances for mistakes. So definitely looking for Oscar Chapman to, to be pinning them deep. If he, I'd rather him not come in at all. Um, nothing against you, Oscar, but that means we're playing good offense. But um, he's <laughs> going to come in, so I think he'll be a big piece. Yeah, just the way I have a feeling we're, we're going to have to punt a few times. And, I mean, we, we gave Oscar Chapman a lot of credit um, last week for pinning Arkansas deep, and then our defense took over and you know caused that strip sack and where we ended up getting a touchdown out of it. And that's because Oscar Chapman had a really good punt. Um, so I think it has to do, I mean, like Oscar is such a key player. He's become really, really good. Um, so I, I like that pick on special teams. I'm actually going to be watching Demetrius Robertson. Um, or no, actually I'm going to do kickoff return just because I haven't done any kickoff return. This guy's this year. So Shivers, I think Jarquez is usually kind of back there. Well, let's see what they can do. If we end up having some shorter kickoff returns, I want to see them take some back. Um, I hadn't shot. I don't think I've shouted them out all season. So uh, we've had, I can't think of any like really, really big kickoff returns just because most of the kicks have been pretty long, but Hey, this could be the week. Let's do it. The the wind's getting, or the air's getting a little cooler. The ball isn't going to fly as far. Maybe it can happen. Well, if they do, does run one back, wait to celebrate, give it a few moments, because they might call a phantom holding call. Oh, um, dude, don't. Because in this game, no. in this game last year, we ran one back, and Tank did, and they called holding on somebody. We've yet to see who that was on. They still haven't identified it in that. No, they still office. have not identified yeah, They have not identified it. <laughs> Some but Somebody. Somebody apparently held, so... Um, you did mention uh, colder weather, and I will say that next Saturday the high is only 61. So if you're going to that game, um, you probably want to plan for that because yeah. it's going to be nighttime. The high is only 61, and by kickoff, it's going to be in the 50s. Ooh, yeah. that That's some fall weather, football weather kind of cold. And uh, now we're getting into it. The last five games of the season, we're probably going to have temperatures around that same Hey, Auburn fans, I want to take a quick time out from this episode to bring your attention to something very special. Here at the E2C Network, we pride ourselves on bringing you the best content for Auburn fans out there. And best of all, it's free to you. But just because it's free doesn't mean there aren't costs, especially when you have a library of hundreds of podcasts, videos, blogs, and more. Many of you have reached out and asked how you can support this network in the past. Well, now I have your answer. It's called the E2C Network Booster Club over at patreon.com slash E2C Network. There you'll find a membership monthly reward system where you can sign up for as little as $1 and get different perks at different tiers. Some of those perks include things such as apparel, eligibility to join us on future podcasts, recognition as an E2C Network Booster, exclusive communications, and bonus content that is available nowhere else. If you love this network and want to help us keep producing podcasts like this one, please head on over to patreon.com slash E2C Network to join the E2C Network Booster Club. You can also get there by going to our website, E2C Network.com slash support. 
Whether you decide to join or not, we are still so appreciative that you would support us by just listening and being here because each and every one of you is part of our E2C Network family. Well, that's it. Timeout's over. Let's get back into the episode. Let's also talk about our score predictions here. Um, preseason, Jared, you had predicted we'd win by 10 points. I predicted we'd win by three. Uh, there was a lot of preseason hype when we were making these around Ole Miss. And for the most part, I think Ole Miss has kind of lived up to that hype of being able to compete with most every team. Uh, what's your kind of feeling now about score predictions for this game? Um, I am cautiously optimistic. Uh, they are a dangerous team. Corral does scare me a lot. Um, but I do feel like if we win, it probably is by 10 still. So I still feel comfortable with that. Um, <clears throat> you know, I, I think, um, I don't know. I just, I, I, I could be talked into us losing this game without a doubt, but I'm sticking with my 10. Yeah. And preseason, I, I'd predict us win by three, just thinking it could be a close game, but you know what? I can also see this game where we were able to stop Matt Corral because he is kind of injured. He's probably not going to be running around as much. And that makes him have to either hand the ball off, which, hey, our run defense has been really, really good this year. Um, we're only average, or we're holding teams to about 122 yards rushing per game. And if we do that against Ole Miss, anything around that ballpark, I think we have a really good shot at winning. It, and so if, if we're able to stop them running the ball, man, I, I think we could, we could win, like you said, 10 points or more. Um, I, well, I think uh, I'm going to go kind of adjust it to seven points for myself. I think we can, we can pull that out kind of like a 35, you know, 28 kind of score. Yeah. And, and one thing that we have not really talked about much is, you know, our, and I think it's cause it's not just one guy. So it's not like, Oh, we got several D linemen that are quietly having a really good uh, year as far as sacks and pressure. And mm-hmm. I think if Corral is not 100%, that could be huge. Um, I, correct me if I'm wrong. I think we may be in the top five in the country in tackles for loss. I know that probably blows people's minds. I mean, if I'm watching a game, it, to me it's like boom or bust. We either get him in the backfield or they get 10 yards. But, you know, if we get enough of those back in the backfield plays, um, Colby Wooden, um, I know, uh, oh, who's the transfer from Northwestern? He's playing well. Um, so we yeah, got IQ, yeah. Yeah, there you go. And Derek Hall, I mean, these guys are getting to the quarterback now. Yeah. And so, you know, Arkansas is known for having big offensive linemen. I think they still do. And I think we had three or four sacks in that game on a mobile quarterback. Yeah. Yeah, so. and we are uh, tied for fourth in the nation for tackle for losses. Uh, the only people above us are actually Tennessee, Fresno State, and F- Troy. Well, and I will say the thing we got to be careful about because Tennessee got in their backfield too. Tennessee rattled Corral, but he was able to escape, and then they didn't have a spy on him. So, mm. I, I I think that's that game film helped us a ton because we know that's a case. You know, Stetson Bennett had a couple of big runs against us. You don't expect Stetson to do that. He can, but that's not his game plan. Yeah, watching Corral do that, it's not going to be a surprise to us now. Now, whether we execute is a different story, but he will not surprise us by running. Yeah. I think that's, since we've already seen it, I'm sure we're preparing for that. Um, Any other kind of thoughts about the Ole Miss game before we jump over to our final segment of the day? Uh, No, the one thing that's given me comfort, honestly, is that I feel like for the last five years, Ole Miss has had a ridiculous offense, and it's always been a game of can we stop them. Now, we did have 
Kevin Steele, and I, I felt a little more comfortable with him. But, you know, we went down there last year. They had a great offense. And it was Gus was, you know, at that point was, like, not doing great. I didn't give us a chance. And we went down there and won at Ole mm-hmm. Miss. Yeah. I know it's close call and stuff, but there was other bad calls that led to it being that close. So, I, you know, at home, Bo is – if the Bo the last three games shows up, I think we win that ball game. Yeah. And, and Auburn, again, is kind of similar to Ole Miss. And if their quarterback or our quarterback's playing well, it, it definitely transitions and carries over to all the other players. Like, they're, they're starting to play better. So, yeah. I mean, if Bo's playing well, I mean, honestly – if everything's like Bo's playing well, receivers are catching balls, we have somewhat semblance of a running game, we can win by more than a couple of touchdowns if we really you know, start moving down the field. Yeah, I guess my main point, and then I'll end, is I think they are very similar to who they were last year. I think based on the last three weeks, and I know the Georgia game, you're like, what? But from Bo's perspective, it's really the receivers that cause that to be a blowout. I think based off of the progression of Bo, the receivers playing the way they did, I think we may be better right now, especially at home, than we were going down there last year. So um, I see them as being very similar team. We're potentially a little better, and it's at home and at night. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely that, – that's – I mean, those are things that I've definitely thought about for this. Um, so, again, I think we have a good shot at it. Um if for some reason we we don't come out firing like we think we have have been in you know last few games, yeah, I mean it, it could be a tight one, and could be a tight one even down to the last few minutes of the game. All right, Jared, let's transition to our last topic of the day: an Auburn fan perspective of the SEC. Uh, there were a handful of games. Uh, some a lot of the SEC teams were on buys this week, just like Auburn. Um, Alabama played Tennessee. Uh, that game was actually pretty close. I know the score by the end of it, uh, Alabama won 52-24. to 24. It looks like it was a complete blowout. Up until probably around the f- start of the fourth quarter or end of the third quarter, it really wasn't – I mean, it was a close game. And then just Alabama took over in the fourth quarter. And uh, that, that was all she wrote. Alabama took over, started scoring points, and – Tennessee just couldn't keep up. But, I mean, th- this game, and I don't know about you, Jared, but watching how Tennessee, who is, I think, are they, what are they now, like three and three? Is that accurate? I think they're, or four and four. Yeah, I think they're four and four. They, they went into Bryant-Denny <laughs> and stayed with Alabama for three-fourths of the game. And Auburn gets Alabama in Jordan-Hare this year. I mean, I think it makes me feel a little bit better about the Iron Bowl right now. Again, I think Alabama's not invincible this year, and we can beat them. And how cool would that be to finish out your season first year under Brian Harson and get a win over your biggest rival? I mean, I, I think that says a lot. I mean, maybe even more than beating LSU down in Baton Rouge, that you win against Bama. Bama. Like, the Nick Saban era Bama, and you do it. Yeah, I mean, I, I I think Tennessee definitely showed, and A&M did too, showed that, you know, Alabama's beatable. Um, Tennessee, their their only main issue uh, is lack of depth. I mean, their, their, their starters are looking pretty good, honestly. They just got to the fourth quarter and depth, you know, took over. But, um, yeah, I mean, I'll be honest with you. I'm still not sold on A&M. The media, well, the media loves Jimbo Fisher, and so that after that win, I'm surprised they're not number one, honestly. But, 
I, um, you know, they then went on and played Missouri and South Carolina, and and those are the two worst teams in the SEC. Now we got to go play A and M next week, and they may prove me wrong. My point of all this is, I still don't think A and M's a great team, and they beat Bama. And uh, you know, Tennessee is not a great team. They are improving, and honestly, they were like down a touchdown going into the fourth quarter, I think, and before they threw a pick six. So at Tuscaloosa, so this is not the same Alabama team that basically put you away in the first quarter like they used to I and mean, we got to remember florida is not a good team right now mm-hmm. florida doesn't if florida kicker can make a field goal that game's an overtime i mean an extra point extra point yeah. excuse yeah, me yeah. that's an overtime game who knows what happens then so um i think this team is definitely a team that on the road because they're young you know they got a, a young quarterback they don't have that they are they are going to struggle a little more on the road and jordan hare is not a home game for them so <laughs> Not yeah i'm excited i'm excited yeah um we also had mississippi state uh beating vandy 45 to 6 and to me that's not really the storyline i mean really it's mississippi state beating vandy vandy's absolute trash and uh vandy's two and six right now and all of pretty much vanderbilt's losses they had three points they had 23 points. They had uh, zero points. <laughs> like, they had another zero-point game. And this game, they had six. Like, they are struggling. And, uh, I mean, I don't – I don't. they've got a – man, it's like – it kind of reminds me of, just because we're here in Georgia, kind of like Georgia Tech. It's going to take a while for Vandy to get back to anything that's, you know, competitive in the SEC. Uh but hey, Mississippi State credit to them. Uh, their quarterback ended up uh, having one of his best days. I think he ended up having four touchdowns. Um, really, really good um, for him. But I also wanted to point out, and this is you know, I feel like reporters love to ask Mike Leach funny questions. And he was asked about candy corn, and he was he was essentially asked like, why don't you like candy corn? And he was just like, I just don't like it. It's the worst candy ever. And then he went on this like minute rant about all the different candies that he loves. <laughs> and you're like, this is classic. I love Mike Leach. Like <laughs> so good. Yeah. Yeah. He's a good one. He's definitely a good one to interview. And just, I, I saw the rant. I didn't fully listen to it. It did start a debate of do people like candy corn. And I was surprised the amount of people that don't, I, I do like candy corn and the, the pumpkin version is the same, the same candy. It's just a pumpkin version. And, and I like it. So uh, apparently that is not necessarily the the popular opinion in America. I don't. What do you think about candy corn? I've personally liked it. I, I've even. Have you ever had the? I think they still make it. The candy corn that's kind of chocolate flavored. It, like part of it's chocolate. Uh, I have not those? actually. I don't think those. Are, I think are my favorite because it's it's like a it's that same uh, texture and like and I personally like it. I even like the regular one, but like the chocolate just kind of takes it over the. Um, for me, I really like those. I mean, a, a totally different holiday. I will say the one that's super overrated and just really tastes terrible to me are the the peeps that you get on uh, <laughs> Easter. Easter, those yeah. are terrible. But uh, candy corn to me is a, it's a solid candy. Um, yeah. So, but it's one of those that's served in a bowl. I'm a germaphobe. People put it in a bowl and everybody's reaching in. So <laughs> definitely, with the times we're in now, I might be like, no, I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, give me my personalized uh, package of yeah. 
you know, candy corn, you you'll be fine. But, yeah, I need a I need a personal for each individual candy corn. <laughs> I need it. I need a Ziploc. <laughs> I'm imagining like Tootsie Rolls, like those kind of containers, like little wraps around them, but okay. just for candy corn, that would be hilarious to me. That's solid. that'd be Let such me ask a real quick. I know it. Such a pain to open up those. It, it, it would be a pain. While we're on it, and then we'll then we'll get out of here because we're boring these people probably. But what is your favorite candy? Oh, easily Reese's, and like particularly. Like the Christmas tree Reese's or like the non-traditional, like the cup. I mean, I like the cup ones, but any kind of like around Halloween, they usually have like the pumpkin shaped ones or the bat shaped ones. Give me those all day. I will eat those up. It's just like the perfect amount of chocolate to peanut butter ratio. So you're the one they do that for. I was like, why Probably. do they do all these different, like, yeah, I'm like, they really sell more of them and they, and then I see a picture of you at Walmart like just hoarding them all. <laughs> it's, they did it for AJ. The marketing got him. They, like they got me. That's My wife's sure. favorite is Reese's as well. Mm. So. Yeah. Um, so we've already kind of hit on this a little bit, but Ole Miss did beat LSU 31-17. Uh, Matt Corral played a little injured, uh, but ended up still being able to play well enough to get the victory for Ole Miss. Um, any other thoughts about that one? Nah, I think we kind of hit on it. Um, just, you know, let's just uh, prepare for them, and uh, we know what they're going to be bringing with the running pass attack, and uh, hopefully we can hopefully we can get a victory. Yeah. And then uh, Arkansas beat Pine Bluff, which whoop-de-doo, maybe on 45-3. <laughs> um, they beat another state uh, – uh, college in the state of arkansas so yeah that, that's good for them interestingly enough apparently that was the first time they've played a team in arkansas since like 1940 or something whoa it was something ridiculous i was like that's shocking wow i mean i maybe i'm an auburn fan and i'm just so used to us playing you know in-state teams like alabama a&m or something but that's that's pretty shocking, honestly. It's maybe yeah, been I mean, long. I guess maybe they don't have a lot of school. I don't know. You know, Alabama's got several kind of lower tier football at schools, so maybe they don't have that in Arkansas. I don't know. Maybe. They maybe Arkansas is the lower tier. Ha ha! Kidding. I'm kidding, Arkansas fans. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then Texas A&M beat South Carolina, 44 to 14. Um, I think Texas A&M kind of they're 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 making their way back up in the rankings uh they'll make it i mean if they continue kind of with their their trajectory i mean they've got uh we well we're playing them next week after we play Ole Miss but then they got to play Ole Miss themselves so they they've got a couple really tough matchups coming up again ahead of them um and then they finish out with LSU which they should be able to beat LSU this year unless well, Jim- LSU somehow wants to win in their final game and just, you know, plays their heart out for Coach O or something crazy. If the game is in Baton Rouge, will Jimbo just stay there or will I'm nah. kidding. Nah. I'm nah. kidding. I don't think he takes that job, but there uh I actually hope he does. I, I'm not sold on Jimbo, so I hope that's the guy they go get. But uh, that, so that would be way they, awesome. Yeah, that way they don't I don't want Lane Kiffin with L S U weapons if oh, I'm being honest. Gosh, no. Dude, if Lane Kiffin somehow finds a way to find the L- you know, to be the LSU head coach, God help us all. Like, yeah, I mean, you give him the. I mean, the thing that's been missing there ever up until 2019 was having a legit quarterback and an offense. They've always just had ridiculous defense and athletes, and then they found Joe Burrow in an offense uh, that was in the 21st century, and you saw what happened. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that would scare me for him to be there, but yeah, we'll see what happens. 
Yep, same here. I mean, the way he runs an offense, you just got to find a you know somewhat competent defensive coordinator that can use honestly what LSU already has. And Lane Kiffin at LSU could just be you know a pretty dominant. Uh, I mean, really, like, and also think about this: LSU pretty much just locks down the state of Louisiana. So it's not yeah. like he's got to go recruit a ton of yeah, extra players to, on top of that. You don't even have to recruit. I'll say this: I never, I would have never thought Dabo was an option, but I think Clemson fans are getting frustrated with him. Um, yeah, they lost again this weekend. I don't, yeah. I still don't think it's possible, but I think it's more possible this year than it, it would have been if they were winning. Yeah, yeah, and then even uh, what was it, Penn State losing? Oh, man, and that, what? How many? Eight, nine overtimes? Crazy. AJ, we got to talk about that game. That okay, game let's went talk into, about it. That game went to nine overtimes. I didn't see it. I was coaching my son's soccer. It went to nine overtimes. The final score was 20 to 18. <laughs> like Nine if, overtimes, 20 to 18. If you, if you told me that even that was a regular score game, I'd be like, there were not many points scored. I mean, a regular 60-minute game. Nine overtimes? And you only score I, that I, many points? <laughs> hmm. I, I, I will say, in fairness, apparently at the third overtime now, or is it the after the third? You basically go for two, so they just weren't getting the two. But still, you have two or three overtimes to get points, and all they got were field goals. And <laughs> I don't even know if they made the field goal. I think they both missed one time. So, oh my gosh, yeah, it was pretty bad. Man, that was not a good resume builder for Franklin if he wants the USC or LSU job. Right, and I saw some discussions around. This is like the perfect scenario. I think it was a perfect storm, honestly, for a bad overtime, like, you know, sequence. Because in reality, like, most overtimes only go to, like, one, two, or three overtimes. And it's after that, like, they determine who wins. And yet this game just kept going on and on and on. It was just like, oh, man, brutal, brutal. Yeah, it was bad. It was, yeah, it was 20 points and nine overtimes. Not good. Not no. good. All right, Jared, uh, before we get out of here, how can the people stay in touch with you? You can find me on Facebook under my name, Jared Davis. And uh, you can find me on Twitter A-J-A-Y-J-A-Y underscore. It's always great to be an Auburn Tiger and War Eagle. War Eagle. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode on the E2C Network. On your way out, I want to remind you to stop by E2Cnetwork.com. It's your one-stop shop for all our content across our podcast, YouTube channel, and much more. To stay up to date with us, make sure you're following social media accounts such as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. While our content here may always be Auburn sports heavy, if it's orange and blue, it's what we do. War Eagle.